0: Hi, this is Chris Cotnor, executive producer of the DSR Network's family of podcasts. I wanted to tell you about an exciting opportunity we have for a podcast producer. Our ideal applicant will have a deep interest and background in international and domestic issues, podcast production experience, and our desire to help grow the podcast. The person will also take the lead on promoting programming on social media, and potentially could co-host podcasts, must be comfortable working with very high level guests worldwide, including current government officials, strong academic background in political science, international affairs or public policy required, excellent writing skills a familiarity with WordPress, the Riverside podcasting platform, and a willingness to do whatever it takes is essential. If you're interested in learning more about this opportunity, Please email us at infotheDSRnetwork.com. At That's infotheDSRnetwork.com. Thank you.
1: We're excited to share that the following offer has been extended through the end of the week. We hope you become a member today.
0: Tuesday, February 28th marks one year since we launched the DSR Daily Brief. We're showing our thanks by providing you with our best sale price ever on membership. From now through March 4th, visit the dsrnetwork.com buy and enter code dailybrief to receive 50% off our regular membership price of $50 per year or $5 per month. Members receive access to bonus content, an ad-free listening experience, exclusive blog posts, an invitation to join the DSR Slack community, and more. This is a one-time only offer, so act now. Visit thedsrnetwork.com slash buy and enter code Daily Brief to receive 50% off. Thank you for your support.
1: It's March 20th, 2023, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Grant Haver.
0: And I'm Chris Kotnor.
1: Our top stories from international outlets this morning. Russian President Vladimir Putin hosts Chinese President Xi Jinping this morning, hoping for support against Western pressure over his war in Ukraine, while Xi will present China as a global peacemaker intent on brokering an end to the conflict, according to Reuters. Xi will be the first national leader to shake Putin's hand since the International Criminal Court issued an arrest warrant for him on Friday over the deportation of Ukrainian children to Russia since its invasion. Moscow rejects the charge, and Beijing said it reflects double standards. China has repeatedly dismissed Western accusations that it is planning to arm Russia, but says it wants a closer energy partnership after boosting imports of Russian coal, gas, and oil following Putin's all-out invasion of
0: Ukraine. The BBC is reporting that central banks have moved globally to keep credit flowing after an unsettled period in the U.S. banking sector and the Credit Suisse merger. Six central banks, including the Bank of England, announced they would boost the flow of U.S. dollars through the global financial system. The U.S. dollar liquidity swap line arrangement will run from Monday. The announcement said it served as an important backstop to ease strains in global funding markets and to lessen the impact on the supply of credit to households and businesses. Instead of borrowing on the open market, British banks will be able to go direct to the Bank of England, and it will borrow from the U.S. Federal Reserve. It will work in the same way for banks in the Eurozone, Canada, Japan, Switzerland, and the United States. Banks will be able to access this funding on a daily basis. The arrangement, adopted during the 2008 financial crisis and the COVID pandemic, We'll start on Monday and continue until at least through the end of April, the Bank of England said.
1: A court in Islamabad has canceled Imran Khan's arrest warrant after intense clashes between police and the former prime minister's supporters outside the judicial complex, according to The Guardian. Khan officially appeared before the court in Pakistan's capital on Saturday. Complying with a judicial order that led to a failed attempt to arrest him. He is facing various legal challenges, including unlawfully selling state gifts given to him by foreign dignitaries while in office from 2018 to 2022. The Islamabad police alleged that Khan's supporters shelled the judicial complex and set fire to a police post. Pakistan's Electronic Media Regulatory Authority banned television coverage of Khan's appearance in the judicial complex and political rallies, and there was a blackout of mobile internet services in Islamabad. Pakistan's Prime Minister Shabaz Sharif has rejected Khan's demands and said that the election would take place on time. However, Khan has also dissolved two provincial assemblies where his Pakistan Tariq-e-Insof has been in power. The Supreme Court has directed the government to make arrangements for elections that the government has been avoiding.
0: Elsewhere, exactly 20 years ago, on March 20, 2003, the United States launched a ground invasion of Iraq, promising to end the rule of President Saddam Hussein and destroy alleged weapons of mass destruction, or WMDs, in the oil-rich country. Air operations had begun the night before, as U.S. President George W. Bush announced in a televised address. At this hour, American and coalition forces are in the early stages of military operations to disarm Iraq, to free its people, and to defend the world from grave danger. However, U.S. forces mainly backed by troops from the United Kingdom never found weapons of mass destruction. And although Saddam was captured, tried, and hanged, the country remains deeply scarred by conflict, marred by economic devastation and political upheaval, and under the sway of Iranian and American influences. You can read the full story from Al Jazeera by clicking the link in the show notes.
1: Shares of Credit Suisse plunged 63% in early morning trading after the announcement that banking giant UBS would buy its troubled rival for almost $3.25 billion in a deal orchestrated by regulators to stave off further market-shaking turmoil in the global banking system. According to the AP, UBS shares were down 14% in early trading on the Swiss stock exchange. Swiss authorities urged UBS to take over its smaller rival after a plan for Credit Suisse to borrow up to $54 billion failed to reassure investors and the bank's customers. Shares of Credit Suisse and other banks plunged after the failure of two banks in the U.S raising questions about other potentially shaky global financial institutions. Credit Suisse is among 30 financial institutions known as globally systemically important banks and authorities worried about the fallout if it were to fail. Switzerland's executive branch, a seven-member governing body, passed an emergency ordinance allowing the merger to go through without shareholder approval.
0: Deutsche Welle reports that Australian authorities hired contractors to remove millions of rotting fish from the Darling River. The fish started dying in the river near the New South Wales town of Menindee on Friday. Environmental authorities believe the drop in oxygen levels in the water after the recent floods receded likely caused the incident. Fish need more oxygen in hot weather, and climate change has led to unseasonably warm temperatures of up to 104 degrees Fahrenheit. Police Assistant Commissioner Brett Greentree said the main concern currently was keeping the town's water supply clean. I understand and acknowledge the smell and sights on the river. Nobody wants to see that, he added.
1: According to LeMond, Kenyan riot police fired tear gas earlier this morning to disperse demonstrators gathered in Nairobi for a day of action, called by the opposition to protest the country's punishing cost-of-living crisis. The government of President William Ruto has vowed to take a tough stance over the demonstrations, which opposition leader Rayla Odinga vowed would go ahead despite not receiving police authorization. Demonstrators hurled rocks at anti-riot police outside government offices in the capital, while about two dozen people were arrested, including two opposition MPs. Kenyans are suffering from surging prices for basic necessities, as well as a sharp drop in the local shilling against the U.S. dollar and a record drought that has left millions hungry.
0: In lighter news from the AP, after much public outcry, state officials now say they will let a Louisiana couple keep a 22-pound Nutria, a beady-eyed, orange-toothed, rat-tailed rodent commonly considered a wetlands-damaging pest, as a pet that frolics with their dog, snuggles in their arms, and swims in the family pool. The Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries, in a statement Friday, said Mira and Denny Lacoste are being allowed to apply for a permit so they can legally keep Nudie the Nutria in their New Orleans home, in their New Orleans home, the Times-Picayune New Orleans advocate reported. The announcement came after more than 17,000 people signed an online petition demanding that the state leave Nudie and his family alone.
1: That's all the news we have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at podcasts at the DSRnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief and bonus weekend briefs. Last weekend, I spoke with Carl Friedhoff of the Chicago Council on Global Affairs about the rapprochement between South Korea and Japan. If you aren't a member, go to the DSRnetwork.com and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, be sure to follow the links in the show notes to read our sources and tune into our sister podcasts on the DSR Network. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief.